Hi, this is Heidi from CastleCast and Down Below, and when I'm not watching my favorite TV shows, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce. Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are back from a mini vacation. Thank you to everyone uh, for all the support during the podcast awards. Um, in a t- bit of timey-wimey, I'm recording this before the announcements are made, but this will be released after we found out if we won or lost. So, um, so I can't, I'm either going to say thank you for all the support and we'll get them next time or yay, we won. <laughs> uh, joining me today is a repeat guest, a great guy. Uh, Jay, how you doing? Hey, Jesse, how you doing? Great to have you. Great to have me back on the show. Well, um, I, I, if I was a better host, I would have looked up what episode number you were on. <laughs> But uh, just why don't you give us a quick uh, summary of who you are, where you're from, and uh, and remind us why we had you on the this podcast to begin with. Okay. Uh, like Jesse said, uh, my name is Jay Armstrong. I'm a writer and teacher. I live just outside of Philadelphia. I work over in New Jersey. Uh, I teach 12th grade English, and I – write and curate my own website, which is writeonfighton.org. And essentially the website is a, is a storytelling website where I uh, share a lot of my own personal stories. I also, now that the website is, is picking up some momentum, uh, I've been able to share other people's stories on there. And uh, we do some fundraising. It's a, sort of a, a community uh, there's a community effort to it. Uh, we do a little fundraising. Uh, I'm really, really proud and excited to announce that uh, we actually, over the past few weeks, we raised enough money where we gave away two $500 scholarships to high school seniors. Uh, oh, that's who, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really cool. I actually held a writing contest. Uh, you know, my my niece is a senior in, in high school, and she was going through trying to find some some scholarships, and it's it's a tough process. It is, and and I thought about it. There had to be an easier way, so I was able to to get thirty three participants, uh, and gave them a two hour time limit to essentially write a story, uh, in which they were sort of challenged by something in their lives. And from that, we had two winners, and and I awarded them uh, each a five hundred dollars scholarship, which was which was really cool, and uh, they seemed to really enjoy that and appreciate it. That is very cool, Jay. And uh, toward the end of the uh, podcast, we'll give you uh, we'll we'll let you plug the website and talk about how people can support you. Sure. Um, one of the things when we talked last is you shared about. Um, sometimes you use Thunder Road in your, you know, class as a poem and use it as a story, not just the right. song. And I said that we wanted to come back and maybe do a literary theme, but you went with a different school subject this time, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of history, a little geography here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we are doing a themed episode, and you know, this was Jay's idea, so I'm gonna. Let him give kind of the summary, and then we'll kind of talk about the rules we put in place for ourselves. Okay, great. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, my wife and my children were, were driving up to sort of upstate Pennsylvania, and it was late, uh, Memorial Day weekend. And the local radio station was playing like a, a Philly 500, if you will, of like a counting down the top 500 songs of all time. And we were on our way to, to Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I started thinking about the, the Billy Joel song, Allentown. 
And uh, about that time, uh, a couple Bruce songs came on during our travels. And I was thinking about all the Bruce songs that, that have a, a sort of a, a geog- geographical title. And I, I started racking my brain, and then I started going through the list in my head, and I started scratching them down. And uh, when we came back from the trip, I started looking them up. And there's quite a few, a lot of songs that I'm not that familiar with. Uh, yeah. That, that they, I found quite a few on, on The Ghost of Tom Joad. They and, were. Yeah, and, and so I had to, you know, I started listening to these songs. I kind of got introduced to, to, to a kind of a, a nice line of new songs. Yeah, so uh, Jay shot me an email and said, hey, for our next episode, what would you think if we picked five Springsteen songs that have a geographical reference in the title? So it isn't a song necessarily about a place or a journey. We we got very specific. It had to be in the city. Yeah, right. You know, had to, a thing, and it then had to we be talked rules. about. Yeah, yeah, and then and then because that's what makes it fun. Right. Because right. we talked about um, City of Ruins. Okay, it has the word city in it, and it's about uh, New York and uh, Ashbury Park. Right. They talked about it, but technically. Those cities aren't in the name, right? And and then if if we kept it sort of ambiguous, there is just such a line of great songs. It becomes almost like the greatest hits right. list, and that's what I didn't want to do, right? And so you know, like we said, um, and and I'm I'm not going to name too many others because I don't want to steal Pass of Our Thunder. Uh, Jay and I have not discussed our list before. Uh, so we may have duplicates. Uh, we're going to go with five, and I have um, I have at least one extra. And if he picks some of my five, I may have to do a real quick Google search to make sure I get another. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, so uh, why don't I'm going to your visitor, and we'll let you start. Okay. All right. Very good. So I'll go with number five. Okay. Um. And I pick this song because I printed out the lyrics and I, I really looked at it and it's just a marvel in storytelling. And, you know, I, 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 I'm an English teacher. I'm a writer. I, I love stories. And really when I started listening to this over and over for the last couple of days and looking at the lyrics, um, it really blew me away how Springsteen was able to go from a sort of a from from the present to the past and then back to the to the present again. There's these time shifts that happen in, in about a three and a half minute song that is just phenomenal. The song is from the Devils and Dust uh, album and it's entitled Reno. And it was, I believe, the only song that ever awarded Springsteen a explicit lyric, uh, whatever you want to call it, label. Because of the graphic nature of the song, but the uh, the storytelling aspect is is phenomenal, and 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 you know what I, I really like about the song is it sort of captures this this internal struggle between the protagonist, as so many of his songs do. But again, the the, the song is you know it's explicit, and and the, the protagonist is essentially with a with a prostitute. And when he's with her, he sort of daydreams, and he daydreams about the past, about this unnamed woman who he still longs to be with. And I, I really was just blown away by the way that this story is crafted in, in such a brief time. You know, I that almost made my list. So I'm <laughs> glad you made yours so we can talk about it. Um, yes, that is um, – Right before Bruce had li- released this album, the story, if I remember correctly, uh, Paul McCartney – no, it was the Ray Charles um, had done an album of duets with different people, and okay. it made tons of music because it was at Starbucks, and people like, oh, look, it's Ray Charles, and picked up a CD. So he was going to be there, but um, there is a – in the words of Kevin Smith, discussion about having sex in an un- in the backseat of a Volkswagen, uh, in the implied in the uh, song, and so it did get an explicit. Um, it is a song about loneliness. Yeah. 
and how uh, physical contact is a poor substitute at times for mm -hmm. emotional connection. Um, I was lucky enough to see him on the Devils and Dust tour. He did this song live. And, uh, yeah, I, a great way to start us off. Great song. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I went a little less uh, dark, and um, I picked uh, Cadillac Ranch as okay. number five. Okay, good song. Um, you know, that is a real place here in Texas, and and I, I believe the song is, in a lot of ways, and a lot of people do, a metaphor about death and, and taking that ride, your final ride, and we're all going to end up at a graveyard. But it's the happiest, funnest song about death ever. <laughs> um, I know some purists um, kind of roll their eyes at Cadillac Ranch and like, oh, I can't believe we got to hear that again. But um, I, I just – every time I saw it on the River Tour, I smiled. I was happy to hear it do. I think the band has a joy playing it. Mm. And – you know, and there's the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, which is one of my favorite country artists, you know, had a hit doing a cover of it. So uh, I'm going to pick Cadillac Ranch, not a city, but it is an actual geographical place. Cool. Cool. Very good. Hey, I, you know what? I forgot to tell you. I was excited to tell you, and I forgot. Yeah. Uh, I just got tickets to the uh, his show at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, at the beginning of September. Nice. So yeah, yeah. My wife and I were going on a little little date night, just her and I. Oh, very uh, cool. We're about seventeen rows from from the stage, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, Super that cool. is awesome. We're gonna yeah, have to have you yeah. come back and talk about it. Yeah, I'd love to. I was, I at first my heart was going. Are you gonna be in New Jersey? Because you know, I'm <laughs> going on August 25th. Yeah. So yeah, I saw uh, that. no. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Uh, number four. All right, so uh, I had to put this on the, on the list. It had to be there. Uh, I came in at number four, and that's Streets of Philadelphia. It, it had to make my list um, just because, obviously, I, I have some strong ties to this and uh, to the song and, and to the city. Uh, it's, it's where I grew up. But, but I love how he plays on this idea of the city of brotherly love. And like Reno, it's a song about loneliness and Ain't no angel going to greet me, you know, and, and there's 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 a sort of dire um, ness to the to this whole situation that that he's in. Obviously, this was made for the uh, Philadelphia soundtrack, uh, the movie about the um, about about AIDS. But the the, the song itself is just um, it, it's again, he, he he strikes a chord with his ability to kind of tap into what you are feeling and uh, I, I, the song itself, I think, says a lot about the city, uh, but also this idea that you're living in a city surrounded by thousands and millions of people, and yet you can be so utterly alone. So I, I, I hate to start us off with the first two songs about being lonely, but, uh, you know, they, they, they had to be on my list. It gets better. No, I, I um, you know. Streets of Philadelphia was such a, you know, powerful song for a powerful movie. Um, side note, uh, Linda and I at times, and you know this feeling, Jay, when you have young children, going to a movie is hard to do right. unless yes. it's a Disney or, you know, Pixar movie. And, um, and you know, when Chris being born in 89, there wasn't that many Pixar movies. So at, at all. So um, we got a day off and uh, we had a babysitter and we're like, OK, we are going to uh, catch up on movies. So <laughs> this is the worst double feature ever. <laughs> Lynn and I went and saw Philadelphia and then Schindler's List. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man both great films sure sure both films we wanted to see but just at the end we're like we may have not thought this out all the way <laughs> yeah that's that's a tough double feature man um i remember siskel and ebert reviewing 
Philadelphia and talking about the song. And uh, I don't remember which one, but one of them made the comment, has there ever been a major rock icon taking the persona of someone who was homosexual in the first person of the song? Yeah. Um, you know, and he won an Oscar. And supposedly the famous story is when he came home, his father was still alive, put the Oscar on the kitchen table. And his dad said, I'm never going to tell anyone what to do with their life again. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky enough to see him do it live a couple of times. Mm -hmm. It is an absolutely heartbreaking, beautiful song. And um, and it stands the test of time. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. And um, in a little bit, it's a great song. Um, and it and I, I appreciate you having that for your uh, hometown. So good, good pick. Uh, so I went dark as well. My fourth pick is American Skin, Good. 41 Shots. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I think this is one of Bruce's most powerful songs. Yeah. Um, I know the controversy when he first played it, you know, and the live version has him say, quiet, please, mm -hmm. and the police being upset. But, you know, if you really listen to the song – I feel like, and I'm biased, he presents both sides of the argument. Is that a wallet? Is that a knife? You know, this is your life. Right. Um, where, and it's based on real experience. Um, and it's just so haunting. Mm -hmm. And the idea, um, you and I are both... Um, I assume middle-class white kids, That's so right. I'm not yeah. a kid anymore. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have that perspective of some of our fellow Americans, but it is so powerful and such a haunting song that um, I think it's one of his best. And so I, when I had to include it on my list. No, that's no, it is it is a great song in that live version. Um, you know, even when he tells the crowd, we need some quiet, you know, you know, he's 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 hitting at something very, very real and deep, you know, and, and you have to respect that. Yeah. You know, I think it took a lot of courage to sing that song, especially, hey, up in up in Madison Square Garden. You yes. Know? Yeah. It took a lot of courage. So it shows that he's 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 he stands by his, his ideologies. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's fascinating if you. Do a Google search about – and uh, once again, if I was a better podcast host, I would have looked up the uh, story. But you know, the incident that happened, there is so much that went wrong uh, that the young man died and, and a lot of things that the police – it just was a horrible circumstances. So yeah. powerful song, powerful situation. And, and you know what? I mean it's, it's even more profound today probably than when yes. – when it happened, you know, absolutely. Just, and, and, you know, not to spoil what I have lying ahead, but I, as I was like looking at some of these songs, they, they, they were written 20 plus years ago, some of them, and they still hold very true. And, and that's, I always say to, to people, like people ask me, what makes, what makes a book good? What, why is one book better than the other? And, and I think it comes down to longevity. Uh, the fact that, a, that a work, that a book, that a song isn't just, out for a few months and then dissolves into nothing. It, it, it stands the test of time and it continuously says something about the current society that, that you are living in. I, I totally agree. And, you know, there is a timelessness to it. So, um, very, very well done. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you going to yeah. keep us, uh, dark <laughs> or are you going to give us a little happiness here? No, no, we're going to, we're going to go a little happy, but uh, you know, all right, so number three is Fourth of July, Asbury Park. And Jesse, have you ever been to the Jersey Shore? I have not. Okay, 
All right. So I, I mean, I think I think this song does does the best it can to capture what it's like to be to be on the Jersey Shore and especially on the Jersey boardwalk. There's just something that is like, you know, something sort of magical about it um, that you really have to experience, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm older and I've been, you know, you, you go down there enough, you know, you've seen it all, you know. Um, and, and my wife and I aren't, aren't huge fans of the boardwalk anymore just because it's so crowded and it's it's kind of cheesy, uh, but there's a certain appeal to it. But but what I love is now that I have children, it's kind of looking, watching their eyes as as we're on the boardwalk and the lights and the, the people. There's just a certain energy and aliveness there that that is that is pretty magical. And uh, when we go down the shore, um, we our family has a shore house down there, and uh, we always every night we always wind up sitting on the balcony and listening to the ocean roll in. And you know, I I put this song on all the time, and everybody kind of laughs at me and says, "Oh, this song again." But it just it just kind of brings together that whole spirit of being being down the Jersey Shore. Last summer we did a quick trip down to Galveston. Okay. And I played Glenn Campbell's Galveston probably a half dozen times, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that if, by the way, if we were doing overall geographical songs, that might make my top five list. Um, yeah, great choice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough. I have tickets coming to see him at uh, MetLife in uh, August 25th. And the plan is that Friday after the show, Chris and I are going to go down to um, that part of Jersey and kind of do some exploring. So, yeah, that'll be awesome. So I'll I'll have that on my soundtrack. So yeah, very definitely. nice. Definitely. Okay, so I, I waited till three before – and, you know – uh, for a while there, on the 80s reboot Overdrive, we were counting down our three favorite movies of years of the 80s. And every once in a while, we would talk about, you know, maybe this should be a first ballot Hall of Fame. You shouldn't even pick that as one of your three. It should just be automatically added. You know, um, you love baseball. You know, like, is there even a discussion about certain players getting the Hall of Fame, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So three is Atlantic City. Okay. <laughs> um, I almost, in a way, feel like um, cheating by giving it a spot. Um, I think, first off, it was the first song that Bruce did a uh, video on. Mm -hmm. And he didn't show his face on it. Mm -hmm. It is the song that from Nebraska has become a full-fledged, you know, E Street band staple. Right. And there is so much beauty and goodness in this. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, everything dies, baby, that's a fact, but sometimes – they come back and I just and when you hear them, you know, um, just meet me tonight in Atlantic City, meet mm -hmm. me tonight in Atlantic City. Um, I just I love hearing him do it alone. I love hearing the E Street Band do it. And um, it I gave I, I gave serious thought that three wasn't high enough for it. Right. All right. Well, <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> okay. This is, you know, I'm actually pretty impressed that we have not uh, missed, you know, we haven't had a duplicate yet. Well, I, I have more to say about that song. Okay. Go for it. Well, not right now. <laughs> okay. Very good. All so right. If you're starting to figure out where it lies, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's your number two? Uh, so, or wait a minute. Let's switch because I don't want to have to go last. Okay. So yeah. why don't I do a double, and okay. then you can do two, and then I'll do my one, and then you can do your one. 
Okay. As we okay. So all right. So um, number two, I did Tenth Avenue Freeze Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I there is such a joy to that song, and and you would think that it may be a little sad that Clarence is gone, but instead it's become this tribute yeah. and love to him and love to Danny. Yeah. That and it is just um you know and and like on the live version when he does that long story about going across the river and meeting the gypsy and introducing <laughs> the band you need a band yeah oh yeah and you know and and he has his southern preacher persona on as strong as it can be and then when they and the big band join the band and just the horns and everything roll um it is just i I am a little disappointed, and I mean on a scale of 1 to 100, I'm a 1, with 100 being the most disappointed at all, if he doesn't do 10th Avenue Freeze Out when I see him live. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a joy. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I mean, I, I love that song, too. Fantastic song. Uh, for a while, I, I was trying to figure out uh, what 10th Avenue Freeze Out meant. Yes. And I don't know if you ever came across – I came across this somewhere, and I've read a couple books on Springsteen, and I've watched some documentaries and whatnot and plenty of interviews. And I'm pretty sure he said it doesn't mean anything. I, I, would, I wouldn't surprise me. That, that he just heard it one time, and it kind of just stuck in his brain, and he has no idea what it meant or even means. All right. And I, I just – you know, there was part of me that wanted it to mean something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you know, that it had to mean something, but apparently it doesn't mean anything. And you know what? It doesn't matter because it's such a fantastic song. You know, and the other thing is, like, really? Was Bruce really called Scooter? I mean, I've never heard him called Scooter except during the song. Right, right. It's part of the legend. Right, right. Well, you know, he calls himself Bad Scooter. and yeah. The initials are BS, obviously Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, no, no, I, it's a, it's a fantastic song. I mean, it's a great just party anthem. Yes. All right. What's your number two? Uh, well, like Atlantic City for you, um, I, I didn't. I thought it may have been too easy to put on this list, and you and I had talked before about before this podcast about. No metaphors. I mean, you right. couldn't put Thunder Road. I'm sure there's a Thunder Road somewhere. Yes. But it couldn't be a metaphor. And it had to be a physical place. And so I, I, I teetered with taking this one off. But I, I think the song, uh, though I've never been to this location, um, captures this sort of, uh, you know, spirit and, and this idea of rising above your limitations that I got to believe the people in this location feel to some degree, and that's the song "Badlands." Obviously, yes. uh, you know "Badlands, Wyoming," and and I've never been out there, but um, I've, uh, my brother, and my father rode motorcycles through there, and they said it's just it's haunting. It, it really, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's haunting, and 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 I think that's that's what Springsteen's music is. It's it's beautiful. And uh, it, it raptures you, yet at the same time, there are these elements that, that haunt with you and they stick with you and that you understand that time is fleeting and that, that you are mortal. And uh, But but that song, um, just, I mean, I, again, uh, you talk about a, a rock anthem that, that, you know, right from the opening chords of that song, you know you're going to get the best of Springsteen. And, uh, you know, this idea of raising or rising above your, your limitations of your setting is something that I think you see in a lot of these setting songs, characters sort of being stuck or dropped into a setting. And now it's their ultimate struggle is trying to figure a way out as if they're in a sort of a, a labyrinth, if you will. And they're trying to get out of this setting and they're doing everything they can. Um, sometimes they succeed and, and sometimes they don't. Um, excellent choice. And, um, you know, 
a phrase you still hear sometimes, though not as much, is, you know, wrong side of the tracks. Right. You know, the, the poor side of town. And and I, I always picture that when I'm hearing this song. Um, I have a friend um, who is um, – thinks that E Street Radio overplays Badlands and he's kind of burned out on it. Um, I – there are there are a select few songs of Bruce's that I and they shall remain nameless because I don't want to insult anyone's favorite song that I do go eh I'm okay mm-hmm. you know I'm old I need to go to use the bathroom this is a good excuse to go use the bathroom um, I love Badlands I mean I'm I'm just sorry I I love the opening chords I love his screaming the lyrics i love everyone raising their fist and owing together and and i think in a lot of ways the and poor man want to be rich man man wants to be king king's not happy till he rules everything is as a strong a description of the world as there's been Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, heaven forbid I talk literary with the expert on me, but, you know, there, there is a whole, you know, one of the archetypes, the story archetypes, right, is that struggling to make yourself better. Sure. And, and, and how people, a lot of times the hero, is in trouble because he's not happy with himself and not in a way of settling, but just recognizing how good his life is. Right. You know? Right. Um, Oh, excellent pick. Excellent pick. Um, So my number one song is actually, you may not think so, but I think it is a cousin to Badlands and that is American Land. <laughs> I, I was I, I wanted that on my list okay. so bad. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people think that "Born in the USA" is an anthem about um, America and the greatness of America, and it's not. It's a plea for. Um, the Vietnam vets and sometimes the promise that America doesn't deliver. But I think in a lot of ways, American land is that song of what, what America can promise and the, the, the beautiful dream of America and the reality. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's not. I remember a great line from, um, the West Wing, where no one is in favor of like the death tax, right? And and because even though the majority of them aren't rich, but people think maybe I will be, and I wouldn't want this to happen. And and in this country, you can dream that dream. Yeah. You can do that. And uh, it helps that it's a beautiful, fun Irish jig and 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 Susie playing the fiddle when it's live and and you know the accordions and it's just it is just a wonderful song um you know um my friends from Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet when they talked about the American land they said this it could have worked in American tale that you know, fivefold when it's somewhere out there, and yeah, you know yeah. there, uh, you know there are no cats in America. He yeah. said American Land could have slipped right into that movie and not missed a beat. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know if you ever seen like Gangs of New York. Yes, but 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 it has that feel to it that that if that song was playing in that movie, it would make sense. It would. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's a great um, song. So and it would be. I have seen him do it live a couple of times. Okay. Um, it is one of my wife's favorite songs, and it is one of her regrets that she's never heard him do that live. Mm. Um, just a great song. 
Mm. So, wow, Jay, what's your number one song? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it had to be Atlantic City. Um, uh, You know, as you were saying earlier, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a Hall of Fame song. Um, and, and, and again, the reason why I picked it, it is, you know, a great song, but, um, I mean, I've been to Atlantic city multiple times and, uh, I mean, I'm 36 and I, for me, Atlantic city has always been a place of, um, you know, you go to have a good time. And, and especially when I turned 21 and we'd go down there on the weekends, myself and a couple of buddies, but, on your way into Atlantic City to to finally get to the to the casinos, you have to go through some really tough neighborhoods, and it is not pretty down there at all. And I don't know if you if you followed the news at all, but um, I mean they almost ran out of money a few few months ago, and the state had mm-hmm. to basically come in, and it's not getting any better. And and they're they're I mean they're doing everything they can to try to try to try to draw crowds down there and i I don't know if anything's going to work now that there's gambling gambling is legalized in pennsylvania people from philadelphia don't need to take the two-hour drive anymore they can just gamble in philadelphia so i mean it's a place that is just slowly breaking down and the song itself again uh from the nebraska album which was what when was that in what year was nebraska out um, eighty-two, eighty-three. Okay. Because right. Born in the USA just turned, um, whatever it, I guess thirty-two. Okay. On June fourth, so okay. it came in like the year or two before. Okay, but I mean, but now you know, two thousand sixteen, the the song still captures the the pulse of of the city. It's yeah. it's it's amazing. Um. You know, and and it's a song that I just play over and over again. And I don't know if you ever heard the band's version of this song, but it's that oh. too is, is very very good. Levon Helm is just amazing. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I, I I mean I had to put I had to put Atlantic City number one. Uh, like I said, I, I've I've taken that ride down uh, down through New Jersey many a times to to Atlantic City and. You know, I'll always play this song and I'll sing it, and the people in the car will, will laugh at me, but it's it's all right, you know, because um, yeah. it's it's just it's fantastic. And again, I I think what it does so well is it is it captures the persona of the city. And you know, you know what I was I was thinking too. Um, actually, my my brother and I we were talking about this, and he brought up a good point that that I thought you'd you may find interesting is that setting is obviously very important to Springsteen. You know, yes. he, 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 it's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. So, you know, he, he just associates himself with with towns and with streets. Right. And, and, and I, I just think that he ha- he does such a remarkable job of capturing uh, the nature of that place, whether that place is a street or whether it is a city or, hey, wh- whether it's, it's a whole entire country. Um, yeah, well done. Well done. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions that didn't make your list that you want – you have something to share about? Yeah. Um, I, I've got a couple <laughs> that, I, that I could talk to you about. Oh, that's good. Um, so I, I – when I was – uh, you know, when I was in college, I played the Greetings from Asbury Park uh, uh, CD. Over and over again, and, and I mean, I, I love the song growing up. Um, absolutely one of my favorites. I think last time you and I spoke, you asked me what song would I want to hear in concert, yeah. and and I and I think I, I picked um, No Surrender, um, which definitely I would love to hear it. But um, growing up would, would 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 have to be either growing up or for you, uh, both from that from that album. Right. Uh, I just I just absolutely love those songs. But from that album, you, you have two songs. Uh, Does the Bus Stop at 82nd Street? Right. And Mary Queen of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, they, they both have these like, sort of Dylan-esque sounds to them. And, and what I like about both of those songs is there's just a sort of a rawness to them. 
uh, before he got into the bigger sounds of, let's say, Thunder Road that, that I still still really do appreciate. So, um, you know, I, I have I have a fondness for that entire album. But those two songs, uh, you know, I, I thought about them. Um, I think they're good songs that they just might not have the depth that some of the other songs that I selected have. OK, uh, you, you know what? I, I mean, I. I there, there's there's quite a few you know there's there's incident on 57th street and there's there's east street shuffle and uh you know born in the usa too i you know i don't know how you feel about that song um i i love looking at it from a sort of literary perspective uh you know the 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 satire of that song is the fact that it has this big american sound and when you look at the lyrics it's not so american <laughs> Right. You know, um, but, uh, you know, and I, I do I do like that song, but I, I just, you know, I I guess you get tired of that. That's one of the songs I can get tired of. Yeah, uh, I do, too. In fact, it was um, the I he played it. Um, that was a tour premiere at Louisville and it was uh, OK. You know, I'm glad he shared it, but, you know, it's not one of my favorites. And, um, you know, but, you know, I'm always I tend to not complain about set list because I'm very happy. Um, You know, I I I love Darlington County. Yeah. You know, just for a fun song. Yeah. Youngstown is a song that I thought about adding mm-hmm. but you know it it's almost a little bit like allentown so a little too much you know yeah close. Yeah, yeah um the um meet me on the Matamorsis banks mm-hmm. from devils and dust is a very dark depressing song uh, which, if we're talking about the opposite side of the American dream in a lot of ways, you know, the cost of trying to get to America for a lot of things. So, um, yeah, absolutely. How, did you give any thought to Nebraska? You know, that is not my favorite. It is not a song I really love on Nebraska. Yeah. Um, and. And I know that it's very chic to mm-hmm. say, oh, Nebraska is my favorite Springsteen album. Um, you know, right. that's that's the hipsters say. Um, I, you know, I love, um, you know, um, the Johnny 99, Reason to Believe, mm-hmm. Used Cars. I especially like Used Cars. My father's house, but Nebraska itself is not a song that I like a lot. Um, it, it was funny when we were when we were starting to compile this list, and I was listening yeah. to all these songs. I was I was laying in bed one night, and I, I played mm-hmm. the song Nebraska, and I, I just I I didn't know what to do with it, you know, because yeah. it's just it's a, I mean you know the the line in there that I that I absolutely love is there's. And it's at the end of the song. It's just there's a meanness in this world. Yes. And I mean, it's it, I mean, it cuts you to the core. But you're right. I, I just I don't know what to do with that song. It's a brilliant song, and I'm not trying to downplay that. But yeah, um, it's just you, you're not going to roll down the windows and play that. I just oh. don't know when you play that song. <laughs> now, I if we had not gone, um, if we had gone with metaphors or non-specific. Highway Patrolman might have made mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I love Johnny Cash's version on this. Okay. Um, and I just love the story of this, the brothers and and the, you know, the good brother and the bad brother and yeah. and this blood and Frankie is just a, a great song that. Um, but it wasn't a specific highway, so I'm like, right. okay, can't can't go that one. Right, right. Oh, gosh, this was fun. Yeah, no, no, I, I, it really was a good time. I I know. Um, so we're gonna have to have you come back in a couple of months, and we'll have to do another theme. 
So great. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to check in with you after the uh, the September show. Oh, and, and, absolutely. And we you can talk about the uh, the new the New Jersey show. Yes, and we can. I can share with you my impressions. Um, I kind of feel like I'm going to a certain degree to Mecca. You know that you know I'm I'm yeah. seeing Bruce in Jersey. Yeah. Um, I guess the same thing. If you grew up a Yankees fan, you know, wanting to go or a Red Sox fan getting to Fenway. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm 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 really excited about it. I'm excited Chris going with me. It's uh, going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. awesome. Um, so are you out of school? No, we we got about two weeks left. OK, so. are the are the kids just in total? Oh, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I teach all 12th graders. So, right. Yeah. They're, you know, just, they're they're done. Yeah. 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 Um, when's uh, graduation form? Uh, June twenty second. Okay. So a couple very more nice. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so Jay, uh, tell us um, where we can reach you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can visit me at my website, uh, rightonfighton.org. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook, and you can check me out on Twitter at rightonfighton. And that's right on W-R-I-T-E. Yes, and I, I will put in the show notes the episode that Jay was on earlier. Um, shared a very emotional story about how Bruce helped him through a medical challenge. And you're still doing well? Yeah, yeah, still doing well. Good. Yeah. I am glad. Yeah. Um, great. Um, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. Uh, you can find us at Set Lusting Bruce on Twitter, Set Lusting Bruce on Facebook. Uh, we are looking for people to join and talk to us. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, Jay, and I should have said this earlier, but um, on the show, as we're recording this, it hasn't been released yet, but it will by the time we release this. Uh, Marion Call, a wonderful singer-songwriter from Alaska, uh, joined me and she's um, has a little niche of doing some geek songs but not parodies just kind of the spirit of Battlestar Galactica and Firefly and she's written a whole bunch of other beautiful songs and she talked about that in today's environment you can publish the music you want to publish you know, with the internet and band camps and this everything, you can write the kind of music you want to write, produce it, and, you know, promote it yourself and find an audience. In a lot of ways, the same thing for writing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, um, the, the, you know, technology has moved so quickly, and, and that has definitely changed the the landscape of publishing. And for a long time, you know, I was a kid and I was growing up and I was thinking about maybe writing. And then, you know, it wasn't that long ago when the, the only way you got published was you had to essentially write this story or write this novel and then cross your fingers and then send it to a public publishing company and wait. And you could be waiting your entire life and never hear anything back, uh, never hear back from them. So, uh, you know, now with with the age of the internet, it's it's almost this immediate sort of, sort of gratification where, you know, I can write a story and 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 I can get feedback right away from 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 the audience and 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 you know what? As as a, as a writer, that's what you need. You know, it's yes. it's it's good to hear people appreciate it. You know, um, not that I live for that, but but the fact that other people are reading it and, you know, they just drop me a line and say, hey, this helped me or, hey, I really like what you said here. I mean, that that gives me momentum to to sit down and, and, and write another story. Absolutely. Well, um, good luck getting through the end of the school year. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, we will um, we'll get together in September. Uh, we'll kind of do a show. A, a joint show uh, review. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, we will, uh, I'm sure we'll talk more um, and we'll come up with another topic after that too. Cause this was a lot of fun though. 
I say this with quite love in my heart. You make me look bad because you are so articulate. But <laughs> I love hearing you talk about these songs, and it's clear you, you have a passion for Bruce's storytelling and, and the emotions he's giving. And, and I am so glad to help you share that with everyone. No, thank you. I really appreciate it, Jesse. Thank you. All right. And for now, we're going to call it a night. And um, you guys, um, wherever your destination takes you, I hope your iPod or your, um, you know, mixtape or mix CD has plenty of uh, Bruce songs. And uh, I'd love for you to tell us at setlustingbruce at gmail.com what we get wrong. Tell Jay and I what we forgot, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll do that in an upcoming show. But for now, thanks. Safe travels. We'll talk to you soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.